Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Today, we have two powerhouse ladies from the Chicago area on our show, Mary Derman and Bryn McNicholas. These ladies are making huge things happen as both realtors and investors. Both Mary and Bryn were teachers prior to joining forces. And in their two years as partners, they've completed over 15 fix and flips. They've worked on over 100 real estate transactions and have a growing rental portfolio. On today's episode, we discuss a lot with Mary and Bryn, which includes how to build a powerful partnership, which qualities to actually avoid in partnerships, the power of Airbnb rentals, and the number one key to sustaining a lasting partnership. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Back with you on the Real Estate Investor Show. Thanks for being on our show today. And we have Mary and Bryn. Welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Yeah, we're excited to jump into your story. Uh, they have a really, really cool background and, and how they got started and what they're up to today. But uh, just like we like to do, just kind of get connected with everyone on our, um, our listeners and the ladies out there. Uh, and Jessa, what's, what's happening for you? What's new and exciting? Well, we just came out I've, off a podcast movement here in Philadelphia where I don't know, there's so many people there, like more than 5,000 people, I guess. Um, talking yeah. about podcasts and one of the, we had, believe me, we got a ton of content there, but one of the most curious things that I came across was that people don't really understand what a podcast is and how they can have access to, to that. When they see subscribe, they also think that that's paid. So it's just like a stereotype, uh, and Google just launched in June uh, their Google Podcast app. So the guy, the guy was explaining how he works and everything else. I downloaded, and I'm telling you, it's pretty straightforward. I highly recommend. So you basically download the app and um, you select the podcast that you want, and he organized for you. So you, yeah. if you stop, if you have something to do and you gotta stop listening to it, it pauses and you can pick up when you left off at any time. It really, it, it really organized things for me. So I like very, you know, systematic things. <laughs> yeah, that so, was really, that was really super cool. helpful. Yeah. yeah, that was super helpful. And uh, the Google rep that was there, I mean, didn't he look like Mark Zuckerberg? He did, right? Sneakers and all that. But regardless, uh, I, I really encourage the ladies listening to this, share obviously our podcast, of course, but other podcasts that you love with, with the people in your life. We all kind of take it for granted that everyone listens to podcasts and they don't. So just, just definitely encourage uh, other people in your life to listen to any podcast that, that speak to them because it's a really uh, it's such a great forum for entertainment and education. So without further ado, I want to introduce Mary and Bryn to our show. Welcome again. You know, as we jump into the show, you both have, everyone I feel like we, we interview has such amazing stories, but please share with us, you know, how you got to this real estate investing game, so to speak, or, you know, business. And uh, you both have just unique backgrounds. So please share with us and, and the listeners a little bit. Great. So my name is Brynn McNicholas, and I actually grew up mostly in Ohio, um, just a place my dad got a job at one point, and I come from a very large family, so that has shaped my life a lot. My parents had three children, 
wanted a fourth child and ended up with quadruplets. And I am one of those quadruplets. Oh, man. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Three boys and then the quads are two and two. So I have five brothers and a sister and very close with all of them. And we're growing on to grandbaby number six right now. So it's been an exciting time in our lives and followed my family roots back to Chicagoland, which is where my parents met and grew up and started a teaching career, continued a teaching career here that lasted about six years before I got into real estate. Um, current times, I'm excited to be getting married in about five weeks. Congratulations. Thank you mm -hmm. to my fiance, Ryan, and actually Mary's going to be standing right next to me that day. So, Oh, so. that's wonderful. Yes. Um, but I was a teacher and just saw the writing on the wall, especially in the state of Illinois, that there was no security there. Um, I have two loving parents I'd love to get back to one day and being in Chicago and living as a teacher was just not a way to build any type of financial security uh, for now or the future. So kept bugging my brother who had gotten into real estate investing and he actually started teaching it and I kept bugging him and bugging him until he finally let me be a part of it um, and joined us, you know, an education platform. We happened to join the education platform called Fortune Builders. Uh, that kind of led me to meeting Mary. Yeah. Um, so we have, it's interesting because we have very similar backgrounds. Um, you know, career-wise, but people always think we like met as teachers, but we didn't. It was just ends up being a coincidence. Um, I have a big family, but um, not. I, I don't. I'm not a quadruplet, <laughs> nor do I have uh, six brothers and sisters. Um, but nonetheless, I um, my previous life, I use. I usually say I was a teacher for nine years, and. In 2013, when I was still teaching, I said, hey, I'm going to get my real estate license because um, I just, I was always intrigued by it and I just liked the idea of finding ways to make more money for myself and my family. Um, so I got my real estate license and I was just doing like traditional real estate um, and, and not, not really investing yet, just kind of dabbling with it. I had my first son, I was balancing a teaching career, and then my uncle who owns a restaurant franchise came to my sister and I and said, hey, do you want to like open one of the chains that... Lauren and I had also worked out when we were like 15 and 18. And as if we didn't have enough on our plates as it is, we were like, sure, let's add a restaurant. Um, so in 2014, started the restaurant and had its growing pains and its struggles. So at the end of the 14, 15 school year, I had just given birth to our second child, just finishing off the first year with a restaurant. Real estate is now somewhere deep in the background due to every other life situation happening. Um, the restaurant's going through some struggles and I realize, oh my goodness, I have to stop teaching. I'm nine years in, have my master's, like loving what I'm doing, but I just need to abruptly stop. So, you know, fast forward just a little bit, I'm here flipping burgers and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, how am I, I'm not even going to provide for my family. I need to go back to this real estate license I have and find a way for that to generate some income for my family while still running this restaurant. Um, so I go back in and I'm starting to do some traditional sales, but then I go to this education seminar, Fortune Builders, and I learn about like, wow, how I can like maybe take a little bit more control of our financial um, path as well as dig deeper into real estate. So joined and started investing and then started working with clients who are investors. And, you know, I started my own projects and then started working with others to help theirs. And that's how we met. We met, yes, through fortune builders, but like the real relationship started was when Bryn reached out to me to start representing her as an agent. And 
it just like organically just formed into a partnership. None of it, it was never our original intention. It was never anything that we had forced. It, we just realized um, being together. Uh, I think some of our teacher background and just how we operated like helped, um, but we just, she had strengths that I didn't have and vice versa. And just, we let each other shine where we can shine and pick up where we need to pick up. And it's still that way today. And mm -hmm. just last year we did six rehabs together two and wholesales and two wholesales. And this year in 2018, we're getting ready to purchase our ninth project. We have three unit rentals and getting ready to do our second Airbnb. So, I mean, we've definitely like exponentially grown since, 2016. Yeah, we're I think our anniversary is coming up. Yeah. I have a Facebook message I can refer back to uh, where I messaged Mary and was like, hey, I see She you. asked me out on a date. Yeah, no. She <laughs> <laughs> made, made me come to her. So uh, I just want to pick back on, on what you guys saying about uh, even though you guys have a similar background, but your personalities are, are different and your strengths and weaknesses are different. So to clarify that, uh, can you give examples of things that you you see a very good fit like okay i have this strength and this is perfect for this area in real estate Bryn is really great at marketing um she's really great at networking like you could put her in a room and she's gonna make a friend and i'm a little bit of a shy turtle sometimes <laughs> uh, so I, she just shines in that regard like she just is such a great networker and such a great marketer and like the fact that it's like, Hey, she can own that. And that sometimes it makes me awkward. Or I'm not confident in my marketing skills, like, yeah, like print marketing, online marketing. It's like, great. She could just own it. And, and that part of our business is taken care of for sure. Well, Mary is, she's like our real estate rock because she had the experience as a license. You know, by the time I met Mary, she's like, you're going to take your test. I had taken my class, never took my license test. So she's gotten the years of experience of real estate on me. And she's really good about the just contractual side of things, as well as helping push our clients into projects, properties, et cetera. So, yeah, I really appreciate what you guys are saying about the transition you made. I mean, a lot of women that we talk to, too, will often say, I want to quit my job, you know, but it, there's a, it's a shift. It's a transition. It's not just like, ah, jump in and start making millions, which obviously some of these gurus will, will have you think that's how it happens. And so yeah. I'm curious. You're, you're mentioning about your strengths. And I really, really appreciate that you guys are saying that you actually know what each other's strengths are because a lot of partners, I think that's one of the reasons partnerships don't work, right? Is they just don't get or appreciate or utilize what the other person's bringing. So clearly you have identified it and you're actually utilizing it and leveraging it, which is the key, which is definitely the key. How did you... Did you know that about each other or did you even know that about yourself? Like you were going in, transitioning from a teacher, Mary, and you knew that you were more of a shy person, but really good with uh, what numbers? I'm sure that's probably a little more you, right? A little more, uh, I don't know. If, I'm just reading you, but I work with, have worked with a personality assessment. So I don't know if that's accurate for you, but was that something you were, that's the way you were? In, in I know, that's a really interesting question because I feel like when we first started, um, together, I, I, in my head, when I would go home and work, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't, I have to like always be on and doing cause I can't let Bryn down now. Like, of course it's always about my family and myself, but now I have this legit full-time accountability partner and I need to make sure I'm on my game. And I think it's not like, oh, I knew that about her or it was immediate. I think 
the, I'm going to continue to say this, like everything has been super organic and very, very authentically just like figured out and evolved. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I said, Oh, um, we sat down one day and said, okay, what are you good at? Well, this is what I'm good at. We just observed these things with each other and just let each other do it. The context, the network of raising money for our business Mm -hmm. more comes from my leads or the leads that I had featured in Mary. Of course, at this point, Mary and I are selling everything. While the retail leads for buyers and sellers, when we just work as a licensed agent, come from Mary. So again, it's just random parts that we're both bringing to the equation. Yeah. Um, and it's all organic and it's was such a beautiful relationship. And I always have, like, I'm, my family's everywhere. So I have business partner guilt all the time where Mary's family's here and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm gone again or I'm here again and then throw in a wedding just to make life even more complicated. But what it comes down to though is that we're both willing to work hard and we're willing to work hard for each other and together we're, we're, we make sure there aren't any gaps. Um, and that means sometimes jumping over these lines, but it's having two people always focused on our business and making sure it's always being fully addressed. And I think that's the other, you, you mentioned something that made me think of this is that I, I don't ever make her feel bad about going away and she doesn't ever make me feel bad about something. Like if, if one week or whatever is like one of us is more heavy than the next, it is just what it is. Like we don't even question it. We just pick it up and go. Um, because I know like, for example, when I had Annie, my our third child, it was like, I was out of commission. I didn't even think twice. And I just knew the business was running. And the same thing is for Bryn when she's you know going to feel that way when she goes to Japan and November. She's not even going to think twice because she knows that the show is going to continue to go on. Um, and there, and we don't make each other feel bad about it. Yes, we beat ourselves up personally, but it's never like a beat up together um, by any means. Yeah. I heard it once. I don't know if you've ever heard this. I think it was from Stephen Covey possibly, but you read all these different books. You don't even know where you get these things from half the time, but I think, yeah. it, was, I think it was Stephen Covey. But he talked about an emotional bank account. I mean, we all, we all would appreciate this and the ladies listening because we were in real estate. So there's money definitely involved, but there's an emotional bank account. And, and he talked about, I think it was Covey, that you make deposits and withdrawals. And as you guys are talking, specifically talking, you're talking about like making those deposits early on. And then you make a withdrawal. I go to Japan. I'm getting married. I have the third kid. You're going away. I'm going away you're withdrawing, but you've made deposits, right? Mm -hmm. So what his whole point, and I think you two are such a beautiful example of, and I think about partnerships, Andressa and I, you, when relationships don't work and partnerships don't work, people are withdrawing and there's no money in the account, right? So you're in default. Yeah. You keep withdrawing. I mean, think about any relationship, any of, any of us, it just hasn't worked. Romantic business, it's people are withdrawing and there's nothing in the account to withdraw from. So yeah. I just think as you're talking, it just that example popped in my head because- you do, you're doing it beautifully. It, you know, we may not be saying, I'm making a deposit today and you're making a withdrawal. <laughs> Obviously, we don't, we don't talk like that unless you're really wacky. But, but you really are. That's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's, I think that's amazing. And, and as you say, the organic, authentic, and evolved, you, you hired one another, right? So, so Bryn, you hired Mary, correct? So it started I was, that way. She started that way. Agent. Uh, we looked at properties. I had a property, an investment under contract, mm -hmm. and then got cold feet. Um, and that's where, like, that is the beauty of our relationship is that we've had other partners, a brother of me, a sister-in-law here, husband, but the confidence we have together is just so much more than a part. You know, people say, oh, you're one plus one is four. And I think that's mm -hmm. so true. 
Um, so I got cold feet to do the one that I was supposed to do with Mary as my agent, which is probably a beautiful thing because it could have led mm-hmm. us in a different path and not to where we are together. And we instead looked at this one project together. Mary remembers the day, I guess, yeah, the proposal, do. I guess, we'll call it, <laughs> um, where it was like, hey, let's try looking at this together. What would that deal look like together versus apart? So we never did anything as Separate. agent investor and instead it was became partners. yeah and actually the one thing um i didn't point out is my first two projects were financially not a huge success by any means lost a lot of money um but successes in other regards right because it's, it, it taught me invaluable lessons um and and I, you actually mentioned like one of the reasons, one of the things that attracted her to me was I told her like, hey, I decided on halfway through my second project with the same contractor, I was getting kind of screwed over and the right, and I finally spoke up about it and I fired him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, took over. and took over and my husband and I just figured it out and we finished the project. Um, it is pretty much in budget and sold in four days. So in a lot of ways it was a success still. And she's like, oh, I am going through contractor issues as well. And so never we, had the courage enough to fire the contractor that I should have. So then, but, but to go a step further, what really brought us together was the bad contractor on my first two projects. She was starting to talk to him. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like gingerly starting to like, I didn't want to like overstep my bounds. I wanted to sure. have her as a client. So I was like, oh, okay, like tell me more about that. Oh, so she gave you this deal and told you, it was this ARV? Interesting. Why don't you consider the, this data? So she very quickly realized, hold on, I'm going to get caught in that same trap that you just got out of. Maybe I will dump those two people and start working with you. That's so great. You guys had those raw conversations because sometimes you just have a number. Oh, I did X amount of flips or whatever that is. And the quantity, I always tell people, don't focus on the quantity, focus on the lessons because you, you might get so many lessons in your first, second one, and third one. And I'm so glad you mentioned about the success because I like to learn the lessons as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. If that cost is on my pocket now, great. Got a flooded basement. Okay, learn that lesson. So I don't need to learn that lesson when I have five basements, you know, to to run that. So that is so great. For the ladies that are listening to us right now, and they know that they want to take their business to the next level, and they can't do it everything on their own because they are also running a household, they have kids and everything else, right? So they're looking to partner up with somebody. But they don't know if they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. They just have that gut feeling that it is, you know, pushing them out of the comfort zone. Is there anything that you guys could tell them to look for? Oh, look at this or, or just go with your gut. What would you guys tell her? First and foremost, you want to look for someone who's willing to work just as hard as you. Um, if we both didn't work hard, that would create a problem, you know, mm-hmm. You look at my life, I don't have any children. Mary has three. But I, in, she tells me she's pregnant and there's no fear that my business is going to change just because Mary's having a baby. So you got to match it with someone who's willing to put it all into your business with you uh, or that will immediately create problems. I, I agree with that. I always try to like, I always 
pretend like I have like a Marcus Lemonis or a Mark Cuban on my shoulder and realize like, if you're not living your business every day, and it's not saying like neglecting my kids or neglecting my, you know, um, my spouse or anything like that. But when it comes, when I, when I'm dialed in, I'm dialed in. And when I have to be with my kids, I'm with my kids. And when they go to bed, I'm dialed back in again, because I have to be all breathe, live and breathe this business and Brent's the same way. You know, I, I don't know the answer to that, to be honest with you. I think that's like the $64,000 question, which is what you're asking. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I think it's even really hard for Brent and I to say it because we didn't force it. We didn't go out there saying we need a partner. It just kind of happened. Um, But I guess if we had to do something, you have to just be honest with yourself. You have to be very, very um, vulnerable and, and honest with yourself and your own strengths and weaknesses before you can worry about what somebody else has. And I think a huge lesson for us because we actually had partner, some partnerships that you just didn't oh, turn yes. successful with us um, <laughs> is you shouldn't dive in right away. And we didn't. We did JV D, uh, partnerships through paperwork and our attorneys with our two entities. Um, and we actually didn't form an entity until early this year. Yeah. So uh, one that's finally just us and we can stop with the whole JV agreements. So we took it slow, yeah. but we found out very quickly that there was a trust factor there. The, um, we worked up to get that first project together and then it just continued to flow. We got the next project. So we put the work in at the beginning, which was huge for us. We can make October of 16 and yeah. November and just building to that first deal. And then it didn't fall off once we got the deal. The work continued. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary had me get my license. So now we're growing, but we're growing in a systematic way right. and we're growing together. Yeah. And, what, and I love what you're saying because so many people when they, first off, they don't surround themselves with like-minded people. So it's hard to find people who share your own same values if you're hanging out with people who will bring you down. I mean, it's like standing in a room of like, I have a red shirt on and I'm looking for someone who has a red shirt on, but everyone's got a purple shirt on. And I'm like, where's the red shirt people? You're not going to find them there. So you got to surround yourself with like-minded people. And if you're not putting yourself in those situations, you're not going to find people who share the similar values. Mary and Brynn, I love what you're saying about looking for one, you know, looking for each other and, and looking for that hardworking value, right? Because that was something you saw within one another and said, I, I, we, need to, we need to work more together because of that. And, you know, just a couple of thoughts. I mean, so many people, I think, look for the wrong things when they're partnering with people or they're not surrounding themselves with other people or other, uh, you know, women, men, whomever that share the similar values. And, and that's really the most important thing. I mean, obviously marketing and who's better with numbers and all that stuff is so important, right? Skills and experience. But, you, you know, values, you can't have different values. I just don't see how people make it in this business partnering or any successful relationship if they're not really on the same page with that, you know, and, and have that open communication. So I think that's really, I think that's amazing that you guys kind of, you know, um, you know, had that and then, and, and then, and then now you're building a business, which I, which we'd love to get into. So you, you have a brokerage, you have fix and flips going on, you have Airbnb rentals, you have a lot of elements, right? That, that's, you know, that's a lot for, 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 so I'm curious, how do you divide and conquer, right? So you got different parts of your business. I would be curious to learn a little bit. How do you both like strategically operate your business with all those different elements? Um, we also do property management and leasing. Oh, wow. So, okay. What do you do from 12 to 6 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that each individual aspect of our business, we have a lead role. 
So let's take it from the top and just say how we use our license to make money. Um, when it comes to the retail sellers and buyers, Mary's our lead role there. When it comes to leasing, I take over and I handle those clients. And then that turns into our property management as well, because many are repeat clients. So when we talk about how we use our license, it's very much Mary is working with our sellers. We probably and investors. Invest, yes. So any seller, um, whether it's buying, just really great at getting our clients into contracts. Um, and then we kind of share the buyer role when the buyers come up. Yeah. Um, but then again, I do the leasing as well as property management and I lead our property management growing business. Um, as um, then when it comes to the Airbnbs, that's my lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of zoom in on our projects, our investment business, our own investment business. We're, we're pretty involved there, but I think I have the relationship with the contractors. So I, pro- I, I probably know more what's going on in the projects um, through the duration of the contracting. But like at any one given point, everyone's always informed. But like who, in terms of point people, that's pretty much how we divide it. And actually, it was only until about, I don't know, two months ago where we finally said, can we start dividing? Mm. We tried. We always tried. But it, this is very recent where we finally said, you know, leasing and management, Bryn. Realtor projects, Mary. Um, and the reason we had to is because we actually hired a full-time um, independent contractor. I don't want to use the word employee mm-hmm. on our team. Um, he actually is somebody, his name is Billy. We, uh, he's been part of my life since he was 16 and he just turned 21. He was my first hire at the restaurant. And he was like a kid that I said, you know, he, he's... Um, he has really great work ethic and, and qualities and values as well. And he's a hard worker and he went off to school and was realizing, you know, two and a half years in, like this college thing is maybe not for me at this moment and seemed a little bit lost and decided, Hey, I'm going to take a semester off. Mary, can I keep working at Shoops full time? Sure. Meanwhile, Mary and Bryn real estate is exploding and we could use a little bit of help. So he kind of started as, you know, just an assistant and then his role just grew as he continued to take on more work. Um, we said, okay, now you're just going to be our operations manager and he's working for us full time. He's getting ready to take his real estate um, test to, do, to also be a full licensed broker with us. And when Billy really decided, came on full time, that's when Brynn and I said, maybe we should start having some clear divisions so it's to not mm. confuse him. Because if anyone ever tries to listen to our conversations, like my husband just like always makes fun of us because it's an ADD mess of a conversation. Like one conversation is actually like 12 little conversations. <laughs> but Brynn and I, like we totally get it. Like, we could have like 17 conversations at once and we still like we comprehend everything. We're like, maybe not everyone operates this way. So we should, for other people's sake, make some clear definitions. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot because you're, what you're doing is you're, you're actually teaching your assistant how to, like you said, interact with the two of you. And you know, when you have two cooks in the kitchen on on everything, it's just disastrous. Right. So um, I love that. I love how you kind of segue that and, and then move, move forward there. What were you doing prior? You, you, you said you did this recently. Like, how did you start as you Well, we tried <laughs> a few times, to, uh, yeah. Yeah. but it was almost like all in, you know, we, 
but here's the problem is that, or not the problem, it, we just weren't as big, right? So the, it's always great to have division and to understand our roles. But when we only have two houses at once, it's really easy for us to both be involved in everything related to that investment. Um, and when we only have five real estate transactions, it's also really easy, mm -hmm. you know, and we have had a crazy exponential growth in the last year, both in our investing as well as our real estate transactions. So now when we have 20 to 25 transactions at a time, we, and you know, uh, we're going to own six houses by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the need for the division was even greater. Great. So you guys talking about how you were able to scale your business. I'm curious to know what softwares, what systems, apps did you guys put in place that really helped you guys to automate and delegate the tasks? Really advanced uh, Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and it's what we still use, honestly. Like we have access to really high tech back end um, CRM software. Um, but I'm all about keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just appreciate the simplicity of Google drive. Amen to that. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are talking about this as well, because sometimes folks that are starting the business and they think that they must have a lot of tools, paid tools to get things done. Mm -hmm. and, and that is not the truth. Sometimes the, the easier is the best thing to go. Majority of the apps that I use to manage the projects, to get things done, they're all free. The free version is enough. You can, there's so many things out there available for free that you can easily customize to your needs. So I'm glad you guys are, are talking about it. Um, right now, how big is the team that you guys are managing? So obviously Mary and I are full time and then we have our, we now call our operations manager, Bill. Um, we work with two contractors pretty exclusively. Great. And every once in a while we have some contractors sharing with other colleagues. Uh, and then it's just really about strong team members in every aspect of our business. You know, we have yeah. the go-to inspectors, the go-to stagers. Lawyer. Lawyer. Our, our attorney is huge. And, you know, anytime you can refer a client to him versus working with somebody else, uh, we do. So our team is small. I mean, truly it's Mary, Bryn and Billy, but we succeed in this business due to our strong contacts. Absolutely. And how many rehabs are you guys doing at the same time right now? Um, we have one getting ready to be sold Two red, sorry, two under contract to be sold One, two on the market, one under contract and we're, purchasing to this week to then start awesome yeah and you mentioned yeah. those are going to be airbnb no that's the airbnbs are then separate oh okay gotcha those are just flips oh gotcha so the flip part okay yeah i mean in terms of the airbnb i know andres has got a couple in, in philadelphia you know, in the years we've been investing, uh, my husband and I, we, we've actually never done Airbnb and we're actually considering it up, uh, up in uh, the Pocono area because we have a, my parents have a place up there and it's just, uh, obviously it's growing uh, and, and there's a lot of um, uh, vacationers going up there and I'm like, this is a great place for an Airbnb. I'm curious, how did you, how did you navigate that as you guys, you know, bought some rentals? Was it, you know, I'm just curious to, as we talk yeah, about well, that segment. 
Yeah, this is an interesting story because we don't actually own our Airbnbs, which is Great. what I love most about it. Yes. Ah. Um, I had gone to a mastermind of other real estate investors and I'm sitting in this mastermind and we had someone talk about Airbnb in the Nashville market. And you know, they, they specialize in helping landlords who need to fill those big buildings with leases, you know, and it was this entire presentation. I'm sitting here, I'm like, Mary and I have this apartment that we're leasing. It's in the apartment building I live in. It's actually the apartment I used to live in, but I moved upstairs when they had renovated that building. So it's this newly apartment building converted from condos, which is a great place to be in Airbnb. You working with condo associations, especially in Chicago, it's just not going to happen. You're yeah. not <laughs> yes. You know, they don't want renters, let alone short-term renters. So the opportunity was in front of us. And I remember texting Mary, I was traveling, of course, um, <laughs> was back in Ohio for an event. And I said, she couldn't answer my call. And I texted her and I said, we're going to get our, 202 is going to be our Airbnb. And then we made it happen. So we are super lucky in the fact that I walk past the door of my Airbnb every single day to get to my own apartment. And it happens to be right next, like a 60 second walk to the entrance of Wrigley Field, uh, the Cubs Stadium in Chicago. So, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yes. So we definitely have had a busy summer since we started with wonderful Cubs fans. Uh, Mary's family are White Sox fans. So as soon as we got the Airbnb, I go tell your whole family to buy some Cubs shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let me just clarify for people out there. So you obviously you can Airbnb your own place. So what the ladies are talking about, and correct me if you guys have a different structure. So you are leasing the property from the homeowner and then subletting, quote unquote, subletting or Airbnb in that. Is that correct? That's exactly correct. correct. And um, we definitely have a license to do it and we have the right lease that our landlord is yes. well aware of. You'd get in trouble if you try to do this without permission. Hmm. Correct. Exactly. That is so important because I've seen people here that they're leasing the property and then they sublet or they Airbnb without informing the landlord. And that is a big no-no. I want to make sure that everybody that is listening, if you do the right thing and you communicate, nobody will care. If you're doing, you know, you have the leases in place and everybody's aware, it's a win-win situation for everybody. You're doing everything legal, ethical, good to go. That's awesome. And we also, to just help um, the owner make the decision, we um, do a two-year lease. So we're like, hey, now you're not going to have any vacancies for two years on these units. And then we do a little bit of a premium on the rent. Um, the numbers still make sense for us. So it becomes even more of a win-win when, when we tell them like, hey, you don't have to pay any leasing fees to us. And um, you get this extended lease and you're going to get a little bit more than market rent. So nice. Our listeners, your listeners can uh, can implement Great. as well. And you guys did like a market analysis because I know that if you if you guys don't have the property rented, you gotta pay the lease regardless. So yeah. how did you guys define that that was gonna be a great property to Airbnb? Well, we uh, used AirDNA is a yes where we can get that data, and you know. Talked to a couple other Airbnbers in our network, and they're just like, I wouldn't even, they said they wouldn't even think about it. They would just do it. Uh, you know, the profit potential if the Cubs make it back to the World Series would be huge. 
So definitely use AirDNA and just, you know, mess with it. Went into the area, tried to book a room as if I was an actual Airbnb or which I certainly am when I travel and looked at the rates and we just play with numbers. What if we only get 50% occupancy at this rate on average for the whole year? Like, can we first break even mm-hmm. and then, okay, what's our likelihood of making money? Yeah, that's awesome. This is, I don't know if you remember Liz, that's what the email they just yes. sent me yeah, and, a and day so, ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so funny because it's funny you say that because the, uh, Bigger Pockets. If you're a pro member, uh, part of Bigger Pockets, they just sent an email about all these savings and just they're yeah. probably just trying to step up their, uh, you know, their services to the to the pro members. One of the things in that list was Air DNA, and I'm like, oh, I never heard of that. Then I forwarded it to Andressa because I know she does Airbnb. But uh, so for the folks listening, ladies listening, definitely check out if you're a pro member. Uh, I know that there's some sort of saving. Yeah, there's savings yeah. for Air DNA, which is a clever name, by the way. Um, so yeah, it's funny how the universe works, right? <laughs> there you go. So, um, so Brent and Mary, I, your, your story and all the things you have happening, uh, we'd love to, love to hear as you guys progress. It just sounds like you're, you're, you're only going upwards and, and just doing some really fantastic things together. So where can um, the ladies listening learn more about you both and just kind of stay? I know you guys have a great newsletter you send out. Like how can, how can ladies stay in touch with you? Probably our website is like our first path. It's um, www.maryandbrynrealestate.com, all spelled out. And then we are really good about using our brokerage branding for Facebook. So you can find our business Facebook page, which is called Mary Ampsign Bryn Chase Real Estate. Um, I think our Facebook page is almost gets you the fun updates about what's going on mm-hmm. in our businesses. So all of this information you guys can find on our show notes. Um, right now, we're going to transition to our fabulous three. Are you guys ready? Yes. Awesome. What's the most transformational book you have ever read? I think for us, it's really been E-Myth and yeah. how to scale our business. And, uh, you know, by uh, we finally practicing it by hiring our full-time operations manager is that we have to get ourselves out of the things that aren't generating income and are just taking up time. That's a great book, for sure. The next question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Um, So we do Monday powwows. So that is when Bryn, Billy, and I get together every Monday and really zoom in and focus on every aspect of our business, update each other, and then delegate for the week. And then from there, we're able to then schedule out um, business-related activities and personal-related activities. And I think it has, you know, the, the here and now, the current investments. And then we're always looking for where our big yeah. long-term investments are coming from as well. Yeah. Awesome. The last question is, which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most? I mean, I think... It, not famous, but I, I yeah. want to say it's probably our mothers. Yeah. Uh, we both have very strong moms um, who love what we're doing. They love to hear about everything we're doing together. <laughs> yes. We get text messages from both of them. They are our biggest accountability people. Right. Where when some, they don't like what we're doing or whatever, like they are on us all the time. <laughs> they both, you know, my mom's like ready to day where she can stop working and just join our team. So, Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, strong women coming from other strong women and yeah, are fully supported by them. Yeah, I agree. Well, Brennan, um, 
Mary, thank you so much for your time and sharing all your insight and just the, the, the really cool path of, of partnership and all the things you're, you're up to out there in Chicago. So thank you for making time to connect with us and our, our uh, ladies listening. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much, ladies. We had a lot of fun. We did too. <laughs> Chat soon. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.